everyone, my name is Sam. Welcome to Sam's Coffee Discussion. This is a podcast where my guests and I drink coffee or tea or any kind of caffeinated drinks um, and, and talk about all things in life. Today, we have a special guest. I'll have this special guest introduce himself in a second. But before that, let me just tell you about the drink that we're drinking. We're supposed to be drinking coffee, actually, but um, our our lovely guest prefers tea. So we're both drinking tea today. Um, he's having oolong, and I'm drinking barley tea. So if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you get yourself a beverage and also make yourself at home. All right. Special guest, Sparge. Want to introduce yourself? Thank you. Thank you so much, Sam, for having me. Uh, hello everyone, my name is Persh. I currently study non-profit leadership at Penn and will be pursuing social policy and data analytics next year. Uh, like Sam uh, is uh, a dual degree student, I thought I might also walk uh, <laughs> in the shoes, try to follow her footsteps. So I converted my uh, course into a dual degree. So yeah, I'm excited uh, for the next year and see where it goes. Yeah, today we'll be talking about religion. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Sounds like a potentially controversial yeah. topic, right? <laughs> so Sparsh, do you want to tell us a little bit about your your background and how you identify as relevant to yeah. the topic of religion? So like, what is your relationship with religion like? Yeah, so to go back, I um, I was born in a practicing Hindu family. Um, all my uh, family uh, relatives um, were uh, like practicing Hindu uh, and my grandmother uh, was a very devout <laughs> uh, uh, Hindu uh, is also is, is a devout, devout Hindu so what she uh, used to uh, do is tell us stories about all these mythological stories of Ramayana, Mahabharata um, uh, I used to there was a time when I used to um, when I had memorized all the chants and mantras and you know daily I used to uh, sing with her uh, but sort of that sort of faded away when I stepped out of the home uh, for my coaching classes for the engineering so after 10th basically um, I, I left home and then then sort of faded away I because of course it was my grandmother who used to <laughs> uh, sing all these things with me um, yeah and then I got just busy into studies and everything and I forgot about it but I didn't really uh, put much thought into it at that time um, it was okay so what I'm trying to say is I never thought about the question of God uh, okay is there a God I always sort of and me always when you're born in, in, in such a family you always uh, assume like it's assumed There's, that question never comes up uh, right so that never came up I was busy with studies and then I think during undergrad in my second year I was browsing YouTube and I saw a documentary uh, by Stephen Hawking um, called did God create the universe um, and I was I was interested in physics and stuff right time uh, time machines and all of that sci-fi thing um, so I did that um, and uh, yeah after that 
the so the when i when i finished watching the documentary uh, there was a question that stephen hawking put up did god really create the universe and then he explained a little bit about that of course no one knows but it planted a seed in my mind okay to of questioning uh, the idea and the existence of god and sort of there my journey began to towards questioning god and i started reading about it started watching youtube went down a rabbit hole of watching all the youtube videos um uh, and then i think sort of within a couple of months i think i started leaning towards atheism um and um, uh, yeah and then what i did so it and we'll probably talk about it more question in terms of how after i sort of quote and quote converted <laughs> to 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 atheism how how was that journey in terms of uh, my relationship with family friends and stuff yeah wow that's really interesting because so you're from india right yes. and like i i think that like majority Indian, is the uh, yeah, yeah yeah almost 80% uh, yeah. identify themselves as it's such a big part of the culture right yeah. so you you kind of grew up with it and no it's it's sort of like second nature too right absolutely there's i mean you are and it's it's with almost all religions right if you're born yeah, in yeah if you're born into that yeah, family it's born into that family because my background so i'm vietnamese right and growing up in vietnam for 14 years um my mom is a very devout buddhist okay. and i was raised in a buddhist family but i don't remember when i was a child like i don't remember we were we were buddhism and actually buddhism is such a big part of the culture mm-hmm. there are so many elements of mm-hmm. buddhism in the culture mm-hmm. that it's i think that it's difficult to separate between what is buddhism and what is vietnamese culture in a sense mm-hmm. you know like yeah. a yeah. lot of the practices like going to temple praying for your family and stuff like that absolutely you're absolutely right in fact i i was listening to uh this one podcast and very very categorically said that what is and he was a christian christianity how is it pra- how is it practiced in us is very different how it is practiced in africa it is very different from how it is practiced in india mm-hmm. right same goes with ad- ad- other religions uh, so when you say that it's very difficult to separate the geographical <laughs> area the culture of that particular area and the religion because uh, and just to give you an example uh, in terms of um, so the the caste is something the caste system sort of something originated from hinduism right um uh, but when islam and christianity came to they co-opted into it it you will not see that in probably other country so so it's it it it's sort of very malleable in terms mm-hmm. of when wherever the local culture uh goes yeah wow. yeah that's really interesting yeah and it's really interesting what you were talking about how like you started from not really being conscious of it or not really thinking so much about it to kind of being fascinated by it in a sense right because you suggested this topic for this podcast yeah. just background yeah. Yeah. so why why suggested this topic like why like what about it has made you so fascinated that you want to like share about it yeah um so i i think uh why i wanted to talk about this or uh, have a conversation uh because i have been uh in terms of when i sort of started questioning everything uh, i used to talk to my friends families uh and i i would not say backlash but i would i would uh, usually get a um, a shocking response why why and then when i started asking them questions started questioning them okay why do you think so it was largely because they themselves have never thought about this question mm. right so they were 
basically where I was a couple of years ago, they were there now because I never questioned it. I just assumed, mm-hmm. and like most of us do, right? We just assume that there is a there's a supernatural being who is controlling all of us, <laughs> omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient, uh, like a typical definition of a god. Uh, so yeah, and then uh, so when I realized when I started having a conversation, it helped them to think about this question, uh, right? And it also sort of helped them think about this question and in a way uh, think more critically. Uh, so I think I think that is what that is what I also like in terms of just to sort of you know we everyone is everyone curiosity should not be it should not in any way any I strongly believe any topic any idea should not be should be prone to criticism and questioning right so so this and this topic is something which is not very which is it's a taboo to question right so I think that's why I thought oh. that yeah could be a good uh, topic yeah so after your soul searching you converted <laughs> quote-unquote to atheism right yeah. what does that mean like what do you mean when you say that you're an atheist yeah, very simply very simply I mean there's a lot of connotations right so very simply it's not believing in any super supernatural identity which is defined in in practical terms for God I mean people define so we we uh, people can define people define God in various ways right some people say it's nature some people say it's our parents and so I'm not talking about that if we are to have a conversation about it the definition needs to be clear so I'm when I say I'm an atheist I see I say that I don't believe in a supernatural entity which is omniscient omnipotent and omnipresent uh, or is or is controlling our lives mm-hmm. or something like that I uh, atheists say that there is no evidence uh, to say uh, to believe that so it's it, it's a rejection of belief. Mm. Uh, um, so that's as simple as that. Uh, it's not in. It's not. It, people make it very complicated, but it's like as Richard Dawkins say, and you know a lot of things that I will say will come from Richard Dawkins, Stephen, uh, um, uh, Christopher Hitchens, Sam Harris, Daniel. Nett. These are called the like four horsemen of atheism. So what I'll say, I'm really inspired by them. So what Richard Dawkins says, it's like the same as saying a fairyist or a unicornist. Like, but there is no word as that, right? Because it's assumed that, okay, unicorn is definitely a mythical character, fairies are mythical, but not God is not. <laughs> where something. do you draw that line? Like, actually, not you, but maybe where do you think society draws that line between, like, what's real and what's not? Um, uh, in, in terms of, like, being, like, Because you were, you were talking about, like, yeah, how unicorns are, and fairies are, you know, understood to be unreal. Exactly, yeah. But, like... Well, I, I guess like there are a lot of people who like you question whether like a god and mm-hmm. um, omnipresent god exists, right? But mm-hmm. a lot of people do ex- like accept them to be or a god to be real. So how do we draw like where where yeah. is that boundary set and who sets that boundary? Yeah. I'm really curious. About yeah, that. that's that's an, that's a very in- interesting question. Um, it one I think it depends on so some people also believe in ghosts, right? And like. Like they really, really believe, okay, there are some bad, evil uh, stuff <laughs> that's there um, and not just in imagination, but in reality. And some people don't um, uh, in the same area, in the same culture, right? So it largely depends on your like a, a personal thing. Uh, but also I think in terms of, it's very interesting about, I think a God supernatural entity because it's also very helpful. 
to believe in 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 something uh, uh, because you get some of the answers that we don't have okay someone has to um they, they i mean it's very natural to think of okay someone is governing all of this they can't universe can't come up on its own and everything someone has to be there the second thing it's helpful to understand god so god comes with all these that it helps you when you are down and all of that so believing in that probably makes you more um uh, like helps you uh, calm yourself down or something like that but it's not the same with fairies or unicorn right so i think i think that could also be the reason because it serves a purpose believing that serves a purpose believing it to be real because if you for some people if you don't believe in god then what i've heard people is say then there's a void in them that mm. void is not the same as not believing in fairy or right. unicorn i think so i think so speculation yeah wow so i'm curious how has your identity as like an atheist impact your relationship with your community your family because you said that you grew up in a very devout and yeah. your grandma's a very yeah. devout yeah. Uh, hindu right so how has that changed your relationship with your grandma and other yeah. people in your life oh yeah it's it's very it has like it was very complicated now it's because it's so many years it's it's definitely not i mean we understand each other to to get their own space like right. i also understand i don't really bug the, so yeah to to start that i initially when i was you know starting to learn about this topic i was very enthusiastic i used to talk to everyone i used to just randomly ask questions to my friends oh why do you believe in god do you believe in god why do you believe in god <laughs> i'm like and they're like i have my exam tomorrow why are you asking me this this philosophical question i don't want to answer that right. but i was just very very um, i found it very fascinating mm. and then i went home for my whenever i used to go home for my summer vacation or something right. i used to bring up this conversation yeah. and initially i mean my grandma was perplexed i'm like what happened to this guy i mean what are they teaching him in college why is he, <laughs> why is he like this so she was very disturbed <laughs> i would say in the beginning um and and i used to uh, i used to question all the things all the rituals all the pujas that um, uh, we used to do i i used to not i refused to participate in the uh, pujas and all of that and she was very of course upset about that but i kept my down look no this is not something you explain to me have a conversation with me uh, sometimes she would do that sometimes she would not um uh, so yeah it it was very complicated there was a lot of tension i think um uh, at some point of time also with friends it was mostly uh, it would depend how the friend is also perceiving that right? some some people would really would found it really interesting like like how how i found it right oh i never thought about it it's an interesting question and then they sort of went into whatever time they could have researching about that some friends were like oh like you're stupid <laughs> why are you asking this all of that and just and it's fine some people that topic was probably not interesting for them uh but it did not sort of hamper my relationship uh with friends all of, all of that i don't think so and the like we we used to talk about it joke about it and then move on right. um uh with with my grandma as it it did to a certain point uh, uh but then now so well now the situation is pretty much um she does her things own things and she do initially she used to sort of i would not say force but sort of really really encourage me to do all of this but right. then she realized okay there's no point right. <laughs> talking to him uh, right he wouldn't do that so now she's happy in her own space and i am also happy i, I don't really talk about it much now mm. uh, because i think i have i've talked enough done enough and um, uh, it's fine as long as you do your own thing as long as i do my own thing and uh, if there is a conversation we do have a like a good conversation about it i right. understand her perspective and that should be fine and that i was very um um 
so so initially i was very sort of militant <laughs> uh, quote and quote to use the word okay i was really i was really pressed people you know mm. why no why do you believe that are you that and then i used to sort of in some ways i also used to sort of belittle them and i think that yeah that is a fault that you know putting yourself in at a higher pedestal in terms right. of oh oh i am very critical in my thought why are right. you not so you are some sort of lowly <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know i had that arrogance or that ego uh in the beginning but i think that sort of when i talk to more people that sort of filled out i to understand uh, uh, them and yeah i i still uh, uh, am an atheist that there's no uh, point but when i now i talk to a someone who is devout or who is religious i try to understand why they are right, instead right. of sort of yeah i mean kind of in the same way that like when you're engaging with someone who's devout you also hope that they can understand and see where you're coming from right exactly so i think that it's important to kind of just at least approach it with with respect and kindness and like openness in a sense too yes i have a very i don't know if it's an opposite like uh story or journey to yours mm-hmm. but like i said before i growing up in vietnam in a, in a culture that's where where buddhism is just like seeped in the culture yeah um I like didn't think much about it. I think that in since I've left home, which is a decade ago, mm-hmm. it was a long time, right? Since then my mom has become Same. even it's more Same. It's been two it's been 13 years for me as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that my mom has gotten like, more devout and she I think that in in a lot of ways too she finds comfort. Yeah. in her belief and i respect that fully mm-hmm. I, i think that you know like you mentioned before um a lot of people find ease and comfort it's like solace like mm-hmm. you know you're when you're lost like sometimes like your belief in a particular religion or a particular being could could be helpful yeah comforting in a sense for me when i was in college and this was like uh, a long time ago so but when i when i was in college i remember this was sophomore year mm-hmm. and um i needed to take a some sort of class that fulfills like a distribution requirement mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i was getting curious about buddhism because um i wanted to understand like the roots of it a little better i was thinking like i was i think that when i was in japan it was slightly different because like shintoism in japan is the belief that there is a god in every single thing in this table in this rock and yeah. like yeah. every little thing so i think that because it's close it's different but it's also slight, like kind of close to buddhism like it it piqued my interest but it like didn't draw my attention that much but when it came to the us it felt like every single questionnaire has a like yeah. do you identify with some sort of religion yeah. right and and I didn't realize this until now but I think those questionnaires really made me think because I remember when I was in college there was there was one night it was this event where we're all kind of sitting in this giant auditorium mm-hmm. and then they they did this thing where on the slide they have like statements and they were like if you identify with the statements please stand up okay and some of the statements were about religions like mm-hmm. are do you identify as christian or the statement is i am a christian yeah, i am a buddhist right. i am atheist i am agnostic mm-hmm. and so i'm like oh that's so interesting and then there's another statement that says i am spiritual but not religious mm-hmm. which has stuck with me ever since because i think that i'm still in a stage where i'm trying to find my alignment or my identity when it comes to religion mm-hmm. you know because i i do believe in the existence of um some sort of divinity or some sort of people okay. that have 
lived life longer than me and has, has been through a lot of things. But I don't know. I, I think I'm still trying to find my exact kind of... If, I think of it as like a scale or like a spectrum. Mm -hmm. Then I'm trying to find my exact position on the spectrum of like being religious and just kind of like being spiritual. And what, like, what do you think of that? Like, what do you think of this like idea of being spiritual but not religious? I, 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 to be honest, I don't understand it. I mean, when when you when we say spiritual, so I think I probably haven't. Um, explore the idea of spiritualism in, in much sense because and partly because there are so many definitions of spirit people mm -hmm. consider different things like spiritual so to that I think my question would be to you in, in that sense what do you mean by spirituality and then based on a definition maybe I could answer okay, if that see that's really interesting because I don't I don't think I know that to the answer to that either because that was I think that was why the phrase struck me mm -hmm. when I saw that statement because like how do you identify as being spiritual but not religious and what does re being religious really mean yes what does being sense? spiritual mean um also yeah so i i don't know the answer to that so i sort of i refrain from answering uh but i don't i i i am always marked atheist if there is a uh yeah spiritual mm -hmm. i mean i've of course because it's very difficult to whenever you're researching about religion spirituality will come in a sense but i've always uh, thought if you some people say oh nature it's spiritual to me then just call it nature uh, I mean <laughs> why do you have to but I, I understand there are uh, people who I don't know spiritual gurus or whatever but I think I just haven't explored that idea much probably I think that's the best way that I can describe so I I don't know <laughs> yeah I mean that's a that's a valid answer I and don't know why yeah exactly and that's I don't know is a really really good answer uh, yeah. in, in, in terms of when you talk about these uh, complicated things okay but I, I want to add a perspective here sort of mm. nuance here I don't know so agnosticism right agnosticism is basically believing you don't know and everyone is agnostic technically then right even the people who believe in a god really don't know they believe mm. but they really for sure certainly cert, for certain they don't know they incline towards believing mm. Uh, it is something inclined towards uh, non-believing. So technically, everyone is agnostic, and when everyone is agnostic, the world sort of loses its like for a for a discussion loses its mm, meaning in a sense. Right? So for us to have a like a discussion, what I think, so Richard Dawkins has this seven-pointer scale, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, where the seven, the seven, the one is I for sure certain know that there is a god, and seven is I for sure certain know there is a god, and he says that one and seven are not just possible. So I think I me or he sort of i know six six is there is a high there is very low chance very less likelihood of there being uh, a god so i think and uh, people who are religious believe that there is a high chance of mm -hmm. so so in in that sense if we place and you were talking about spectrum right if we mm -hmm. place ourselves on that spectrum then we could have a i think a good meaningful uh, yeah discussion. kind of yeah. like seeing yourself like where on the spectrum exactly. where on this likert scale of one <laughs> to seven yeah you fall into which is interesting i think that a part of why i can't really say for certain i would be kind of somewhere in the middle okay because i think that i haven't really devoted enough time mm -hmm. into so with buddhism right there's a history as with all religion yeah. there's a history all of it but what i find really interesting is that from that class in college i got a glimpse of the history of buddhism mm -hmm. that i didn't know before i i think here's here and, and and what you said before about like everything should be open to criticism i 
not sure if this is criticism, but education, right? Like, I don't think that growing up in Vietnam, I learned about the history of Buddhism. Oh, yes. Like, I, I kind of experience it and I see some practices, but I, I don't know about the two types of Buddhism. I don't know, like, where it came from, what it was before, what are the core tenets. Like, I didn't know any of that until I, I went to college and I took this class. And the class wasn't even, like, introduction to Buddhism. It was mm. Buddhism in the contemporary world, which is even more interesting because then... Now we see a lot of different kind of interpretations or, or readings of Buddhism in, in like, you know, all these, the class talk about like the mindfulness based mm-hmm. practices yeah. where in, in, in some ways, some people are capitalizing on, on Buddhism, on, on the idea of Zen, right? To kind of market it as like, yeah. a, going back to the word that we're, we're unsure about spiritual, right? Mm-hmm. These like being mindful, like calming yourself down, practice your breathing and stuff like that, which makes me really curious whether is that something that stems from Buddhism or is that something that's just like human practices from like all those years ago but anyway I digress yeah no I get your point in terms of education yeah I completely um in terms of I studied in a convent school um oh, wow. uh, yeah so so I I knew a little bit about a little bit of Christianity of course uh Hinduism and uh, they were not enough, but uh, a couple of uh, Muslim friends as well. So had some idea about different different religions in that sense. But it was always in terms of, okay, this is there. You have to understand it in terms of, okay, we know that there is like even Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, all of that. Okay, there's a God, a different God maybe, or like everyone is one, whatever. But there is a God. There was no, in terms of education, there was no questioning of that mm. it was always okay this is something that is there mm. we you you have to learn about it right and i'm not opposed to the idea of learning about um, different religions and i'm strongly of the idea that children should be taught for of all religions not just one in their mm. families monolith right um uh, taught about all religions and also question uh, all of them um uh, religion in terms of through a scientific lens obviously and in just in just terms of if there are any incoherences contradictions uh in that and just being able to question that and then make up your own mind mm. um you know javed Attar, another uh, very uh, he's uh, another staunch uh, atheist uh, in uh, from india he's a poet lyricist writer he 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 also uh, says that and a couple of other people till 18 years of age you should not ask the kids religion they, they should it should be knowledge and then after 18 years by by teaching them about all religions and then they should be they make their own decision and then he jokingly said that if you do that 95 percent of them will be atheist (laughs) interesting that's really really interesting yeah i think that obviously i haven't learned all religions Um, oh yeah yeah i'm very far from knowing everything about all religion i i also think that it would be almost impossible to know everything about all unless you are in uh, having a degree in theology or phd in theology i think uh, apart from that very difficult i mean it's so vast hinduism itself oh my god i mean there are so many things i like know like one percent of it maybe less than that yeah Um, but yeah yeah you're right it's it's so it's really difficult and even if you have a phd in theology i feel like you specialize in in certain things yeah true so i guess like personally my desire would be to learn more about buddhism um i think that from from that class in college and just from reading more like Mm -hmm. i the more I read about it, the more I appreciate it as a religion and like the more I appreciate it as a 
history of it but also you know talking to you now i'm like oh i want to learn more as with i think generally i'm a pretty curious person mm-hmm. and when I, I remember when i was a kid we had a nanny who was christian okay yeah and i was a kid right so everything's like fresh yeah. and i'm just like i absorb everything so i knew the songs and like i knew some of the like, and all, yeah. yeah and stuff like that and like it was so interesting back then like i didn't understand a single thing yeah or I didn't understand the implication of those things, of the things that I were doing. Like the, I did the cross because the nanny, I spent most of the time with the nanny and the yeah. nanny was doing the cross. But I did the cross, I knew how to sing the song. And I think that when I was a kid, like, I mean, you're right. Like as children, the brain's just so open mm-hmm. to things. and You absorb everything that. Yeah. And I think that's a, we have to be delicate about that, right? Because like we're, we're teaching the kids, but also because they're children they're absorbing everything like i'm just fascinated being in the school of education so yeah like, i'm just yeah. fascinated by like how do we teach and even the idea of like teaching values right like slightly deviating from the topic yeah. of religion a little bit but also like let's say we, we teach we can't there's no way we can make sure that like and i'm not even sure if if, if it's a question if we should make sure but teaching values, teaching them to be like good people, teaching mm-hmm. them to be critical. I think that one of the yeah. one of the important skills is like critical thinking and teaching that, but also exposing them to the faculty and the devices for them to be able to make these decisions that you talk about, to make up their mind when they're 18. And I mean, I can have a whole other conversations yeah. about but age. Just, it's, it's very interesting. I'm also fascinated by admire school of education. I, I took one class uh, last last semester qualitative methods uh, in terms of there's this idea also right um, and correct me if I'm wrong that teaching not necessarily like how should we make the environment uh, around children in a way that they learn by themselves mm, uh, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you, so just curious as to uh, just curious to hear your thoughts on about that idea in terms of how do we and then bringing into the context of religion right because your 90, 95% of your life will be revolved around the religion that you are born in, right? So mm-hmm. how do we, how do we ensure that they are being exposed? Um, I mean, America is very multicultural, so that is great, but not like many countries are not, right? Mm-hmm. So in terms of that, how do you expose children to these different ideas, right? So that they can think up and like critically and make up their mind on about themselves. So I think that's also really interesting for educators like you to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I like to say that you know, as as an educator, I like to teach by giving exposure. Yeah. Instead of forcing, so exposing in, in, instead of imposing. Mm. is what I wrote in my educational philosophy yeah. statement but it should be a motto <laughs> <laughs> by that I, I just means that for example as even as a kid I myself had a mind of my own right mm. and so a lot of the times it just means that if you want me to kind of do something or make some sort of decision mm-hmm. it would be important to reason with me and talk me through it and mm-hmm. I have to come to the decision myself like mm-hmm. it, it, you can't force me to mm-hmm. make that decision mm-hmm. and I, I've been like that since I was a kid mm-hmm. bit of a troublemaker <laughs> but I think that because of that I like this idea of exposing the like children to different options yeah and then once you pick something you commit to it like I, I think that another values that that I really appreciate in life is the ability to commit to what you set out to do and why like if you're imposing these options on the kids right on the children like it it's hard to feel that sense of ownership mm-hmm. and I feel like ownership is very important in 
like that sense yeah. of like long-term commitment and so that's why I'm like exposing instead of imposing but anyway in, in the context of religion I really don't know I think that I'm fascinated by this topic and I love the fact that we ha we had this conversation right now and at the same time I think that first of all I haven't had enough time to kind of explore this topic um and two I think that in some way the teaching of religions varies vastly geographically right mm -hmm. in Vietnam it's going to be different from in mm -hmm. India from in the U.S. actually the U.S. people teach about religion a lot like Vietnam it's different it's, it's you don't have like Buddhism class right but in the U.S. you have Bible group and like mm -hmm. stuff like that so even coming here I'm just like wow even the way that people are teaching about religion here is slightly different and different religions are different too right they have different tenets different history and I feel like absolutely yeah those things lend themselves to very unique way of initiating conversation so but yeah more questions than answers and yeah and that's good <laughs> definitely another thing so i also want to sort of emphasize this point in terms of i i love uh festivals <laughs> right yeah i i love celebrating them so nice holy diwali and all the events eid uh the food and also meeting people i think those are really nice things which we wouldn't have if there was no religion, right? People coming together, finding solace, finding comfort. I am definitely not opposed to the idea of, you know, people having religion or using religion to for their own good. And, you know, if they find comfort in that. My problem, I think, where it stems it is when some of the things are considered literally true. Mm. Uh, in a way that's very unscientific. I think that's where sort of, that's where I draw the line. Mm. I think so like if someone says oh I that's my belief and I find comfort I'm like good for you very mm. good like but if if someone says that oh, could part the water in that literally I mean in a metaphorical sense in a metaphorical sense of course there was something but uh, you know in terms of like uh, or resurrection I think that's where I sort of say okay wait okay hold on do you really or, or wait wait another very very good example and this was back in when I was studying in engineering college it was called Birla should have science and technology, science and technology, and people there believe did not believe in evolution. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so that at that point of time, I was new, so that really pissed me off. I mean, it still pisses me off, of course. Like you, I mean, come on. <laughs> so right, like that's that's. So it's not you should accept uh, people. It should be, I mean, but it should not be like you. Uh, so imagine, imagine this. Okay, how this plays out in education? Like now connecting to education. Imagine in school um, uh, teachers are teaching that evolution is not true or like Adam and Eve right? so how and that affects the policies and if you go on about it that affects the mm. policies and all of that uh, and I, I read this um, uh, somewhere you cannot in pretty much most of the countries if you're running for a position a political position and if you say you're an atheist your chances are abysmally low of getting elected mm. Uh, mm. even if your policies are good you know you're it's 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 in terms of helping benefiting poor people and all of that but it's just that one thing in a sense you could also consider them as like minorities <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, right because there are certain yeah. disadvantages not maybe in a, in a day-to-day -day life but uh, yeah there are certain disadvantages if you identify yourself as uh, an atheist um, then it might not open that many opportunities yeah uh, but you would still do it on all the forums you would still mark atheist yeah yeah because i don't have any i'm not running for public office right <laughs> uh, I, I don't have to be diplomatic or like hide hide my identity because the things that i will do i don't think that will affect me being an atheist yeah 
so i'm i'm thankful in a way that i am mm. able to identify myself who i am right. without having any repercussions right. uh but yeah for some people it's it's difficult also thankful to my family as well for you know for like initially it was a bit rough but then yeah they of course und- understood and everything thankful to my family friends but in some places many places you still if you are you cannot say that openly you cannot mm. say that openly there will be repercussions uh, very serious repercussions i might say so yeah uh, we need to go there still society needs to go a long way <laughs> to consider okay it's not a sin to not <laughs> believe in god something you have practically like highly any evidence <laughs> yeah so wow. so yes interesting very yeah. insightful conversations like i said more questions than answers and i i mean i think yeah. that's and that's the idea that. that's the idea a successful whenever I talk about this topic a successful what to me was successful conversation like if the other person has questions uh, about this topic instead of answers and that's a good start i definitely think it's a good start great yeah. one last question yeah. would you ever change your mind about god <laughs> oh um yeah if if uh, that god suddenly appears uh, <laughs> and grants my wishes whatever what i've been <laughs> praying for oh, uh, i would i would definitely yeah uh, any uh, evidence uh, but i uh, any evidence i mean it's a part of being in it is also being open to uh, changing your mind mm. uh, right uh, so yeah if there is enough evidence signed like evidence in in a, in a scientific sense like which mm. uh, like, like how experiment runs like it's repeatable um uh, in different conditions and all of that so if all of that yeah if something's not in a sense that the sun is having a god particle and all of that you know that is <laughs> <laughs> that is a particle that is different but when you talk about you have change your mind about god in terms of a supernatural entity yeah if that person suddenly appears and grants my wishes yeah yeah definitely um, and yeah. it would be really interesting to ask like have a group of if you identify uh, in atheists and religious and then ask them would you ever change your mind and it would be interesting to see uh, which side is more open to changing their mind just putting that out there yeah interesting interesting wow inciting some <laughs> drama out here uh well i think that's a that's a good way to kind of wrap up our conversation today thank you sparsh for coming and sharing your thoughts on on religion on atheism and your on your journey i think that it's a it's simultaneously a very personal kind of journey but also you know drawing on a lot of your your experiences with with people and your community right and yeah and i'm really glad that we had this conversation It opens up a lot of kind of spaces for me to think about my own identity my own relationship with religion as well and i hope that you know this is definitely going to be a controversial yeah. episode but oh, I, i i love controversy you love controversy <laughs> oh <laughs> my god <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so you you heard it please reach out to Sparsh if you have questions about religion or want to dispute or just be in conversation with him about religion but um yeah today's been really yeah. fun thank you so much for thank coming thank you thank you so much for inviting me